Did Sheffield Wednesday avoid the Noid? Find out on this week's edition of the Owls of Aircast. I'm your host, Jeffrey Paternostro. As usual, recording late in the evening. I'm coming off a work call. I need a little pick-me-up. I need a bit of coffee. So I will take my coffee in the preferred form. I'm an Italian. I do love my espresso. So I'm having a Cubano-style espresso brown ale from Cigar City Brewing in Tampa, Florida. Uh, I'm just opening it now, but I have had one of these already. It's uh, quite nice. It's very roasty. It's not like overly coffee coffee, but it's... uh, Mm. Smells nice. It's nice. It's nice. Nice nose. Just uh, like a like a coffee and a cigar. Can't beat that. Also on the line this week in New Jersey, it's Patty Jones. Patty, I'm reliably informed you're drinking beer this week. Are you out of Basil Hayden's? I'm out of Basil Hayden's. Yeah, uh, and I've I've, I've kicked off. Um, I haven't been drinking much beer at home. I'm trying. To- this way again, but um, I'll give them up. Uh, anyway, I had some uh, Guinness Nitro Coffee Cold Brew before this um, on this on the on the theme of uh, mm. coffee beers, and I was a little disappointed. It just it wasn't as dense as I wanted it to be. Is is that one dense that you're drinking now? Is it kind of like oh, a it's creamy... a brown ale, not a stout, so it's still okay. got like kind of like it's a little lighter and a little uh, like the roastier notes. So I kind of want really it to nice be like more beer. Like, yeah. Yeah, I kind of wanted it more to be like a Guinness, but it was, it was a little bit. No, it wasn't as nice as as dense as I wanted it to be. Anyway, mm. uh, I, I drank that. I'm, I've got the high from the coffee and the nitro cold brew, and I'm going into the 8.2 percent hazy double IPA uh, uh, to kind of finish. Nice little uh, cocktail on your stomach there, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, it's a talk wrench from Industrial Arts, which went on this podcast several times before. It's a pod favorite. If you can ever get all of Industrial Arts wherever you are in the UK or in America, get some. It's great. Out in New England, where I'm reliably informed, industrial arts is available. At least it is in my neck of the woods. But in his neck of the woods, it's Justin DeSorger. Justin, what are you drinking? Hey, Jeff. Hey, Patty. Uh, starting off with Maine Beer Company's uh, Fall Coffee Stout. Caught my eye in the store today. I thought it would uh, it would do. It's going down very nicely. Are we literally all drinking oh, coffee no. beer. We did not coffee plan beers. this. We did not plan this. <laughs> Uh, oh, that sounds great. Jeff, Jeff when you first said that, I was thinking when you first said coffee, I was like, if he has a fucking main beer company, the, the day the day I get to just go same as you, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Usually I, I can't with your uh, cocktails, but I've had their their mean old Tom, like their vanilla stout. I've not had their coffee stout. Um, it's good. It's uh, yeah, it's good. I also grabbed a Peeper Pale Ale, which yes, I'm looking to dig into. Yeah. I believe. Yeah, both you and James uh, talked it up on a pod, so I'm excited to with the try that. We've got an all-star with the beers this week. Main beer company, industrial arts, a bit of cigar city. More exciting than the football, man. Indeed. Certainly, but we do have to talk about the football and not the beer. Although we did consider at some point uh, after Oxford's game just doing a podcast about what we were drinking. But we do have a I think second that was to game. Mike, right? Yeah, we do have a second game to review, which we forgot about last week, which is very disappointing because we're, I think at this point, really at any point in the season, but certainly at this point in the season, more excited about the Papa John's trophy than anything else going on. And we forgot to preview the Papa John's trophy game, but you'll get a review of the game at Mansfield as well as the Oxford United League One game at the weekend. And unfortunately, that is where we start, but we will start with the good news, such as there could be when Wednesday Conceda. Late winner in stoppage time. Actually, it was the 90th minute. I think it was actually stoppage time. But I'm not going to go back and watch the highlights of this game. I would prefer they burn the team. No. 
Patty, your thumbs up is just horse. You've come around. I've come around. I've come around to Callum Patterson. Maybe he's found his level, uh, but either way, <laughs> I am totally on board the Patterson train, the horse train, uh, as we're calling it. Choo-choo, nay-nay. Um, it's, um, is, that, is that Neil Young's song? I'm not quite sure. Um, either way, I'm a big fan of Callum Patterson. He's <laughs> uh, just had two great games back-to-back. Obviously, he didn't play against Mansfield, but uh, with the Wigan game and the uh, Oxford game, he was just an all-action hero that we need. He's He's got that physical presence up front. Uh, he's uh, a good finish of the ball. He gives the defence a torrid time. Uh, him and Gregory against Wigan had a fantastic game. Gregory less so against Oxford, but still, it, it was just something different that we don't have in that attack. Um, and we talk about it a little bit, where it's similar to when Nui Yu used to come on and give defence a little bit of a problem, in that it was just a, a, it's a pain in the arse to defend against. And Parsons getting like that, but a bit more mobile than Nui Yu. Um, but not uh, shy of a few uh, good goals either. Um, I genuinely think that uh, he was our best player against Oxford. Um, I know there wasn't a great, great cast of players to choose from against Oxford, but um, it was another... Uh, Good positioning for the goal. Um, it was good crossing as well. Marvin Johnson again, was it? In the cross? I think it was. Yeah. Uh, my favourite left back. Um, but yeah, I, I genuinely think he's had a great couple of games and I, I think he should be one of the first names on the team sheet going forward. So It's for him right now. You've gone from last year, all he does, <laughs> all he does is put himself about to, he really puts himself about. <laughs> Yeah, it's the same. It's the same. It's the same comment, just different intonation. Yeah, that's. But Patty, you're right. He's he's really been playing to his strengths, which is you know, Jeff. That's perfect. It is. It's getting about right. It's it's just being all that pressure and aggression um, and moving around. Hey, you know, not to take away from him, but uh, we'll be getting Windass back at some point, and I think he might bring a similar level of you know, sort of aggressive physical energy to the front line which you know we'll deal with that down the line but it's nice to know maybe uh maybe we're adding another dimension to our uh somewhat feeble attack i think he played really well with gregory um i didn't see much from berahina when he came on against oxford uh it was a little bit um quiet um i so, thought it was quite good in the mansfield game whatever that's worth he, you know, he's, he's clearly got class. He's a good touch. Uh, he's got good control, which was severely lacking in Mansfield specifically. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, but uh, it's just gaining the service at the moment, right? That's, that's the main problem. We don't seem to be able to create much in that final third. Um, so I think, you'll, I think we'll get there. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not in as we'll, we'll get onto the negativity uh, later. In uh, I'm sure with our thumbs downs, but I'm not quite in that kind of panic stations as a lot of Wednesday fans are at the moment. Oh, dudes are going nuts this weekend. That was uh, There were some scenes this weekend on social media, and I realize it's cool for everybody to, to bitch, but man, it's it, it sucks right now. Like that, They haven't played, you know, Wigan was fine, but Wigan was real scrappy. You know, we, we wanted to, I want to see this team unleash, you know, the way that you kind of feel like they should be able to do offensively with possession, moving the ball quickly, a direct attacking shots. Like, why haven't we put up three goals in a game? You know, I I, I feel like we should be. How quickly for that he forgets the Newcastle under twenty ones. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I guess I don't expect us to look like that, but mm-hmm. I don't know. 
Right. I mean, no, without we won't. Yeah, go ahead. Chip it we up. won't dwell on that because your thumbs up, weirdly enough, is Oxford shithousery. Oh, that I that was amazing. Oxford oh, was man, absolutely I'm... amazing. They were time wasting, like thirty minutes into the game. I have a little bit of thumbs up. How <laughs> time waste their time wasting was amazing. How there were Peacock Farrell got a yellow card in the Wigan the game, away. and nobody got a yellow uh, card for time wasting in the Oh, stunned. It was it it got to the point where I just I was applauding it. It was it was so impressive. And they played it all the way to the end. And then of course they fucking drop it and, and pull the winner. It was mm. it was really impressive. I have to give them thumbs up. Jeff, you're right though. The, the, BPF got a yellow card for time wasting, and none of the Oxford players did. And I don't think the referee uh, team that game got one decision correct. It was like just they just had on this on vacation. I think it just gave up. They're just like, oh yeah, do what you want. The refereeing standard in this level is really bad. Like, really but, yeah, bad. but even against Oxford, I think no, I know, yeah, down a notch. Yeah, I actually thought the um, the uh, is it Rebecca Rebecca Black was it? There's someone that was. Uh, Refereeing today's game at Mansfield, she had a pretty good game. I didn't even notice her. Yeah, I mean, she uh, like exactly. really. That's I mean, exactly she let, it. Yeah, she, she let a lot go, but she let it go for both sides. Right. Yeah. And she called. Yeah, it was, she let the game go. I'd say, mm-hmm. and uh, it, when it's a, a windy, blustery, rainy match like that, you could see some fouls going. But I didn't really see anyone complain about that. So anyway, that's the officiating out of the way. My thumbs up is I literally can't remember anything to thumbs up from this game. Like I just like I watched it. They scored it like the Patterson header was fine for what it was. It was like right under the ball. I mean, that was great, but it came out of nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. I didn't, can't remember. Like it was just kind of a crappy League One game again. Oxford, you know, pressed them and tried to hit on the counter, and they did not seem prepared for that. You know, what, I'm going to give um, I'm going to give another bit of credibility here, uh, which another surprise. Maybe I'm changing my ways. Hmm. Uh, I'm starting to see what Marvin Johnson brings to the team. Oh, God, but he shouldn't be a left back. That was a great cross for for Callum Parson and a great cross. The problem uh, is like he's not going to play for like who's he playing further forward over is the thing. Well, I don't know. I, I feel like you can probably put Jaden Brown at left back and he's probably better friend than Marvin Johnson. He leaves so many uh, gaps back there. He had a, I think he had a good game against Mansfield um, going forward. But I was going to say, there's just... like the, the goal that they almost scored a second after their equalizer. And it was just like a ball over the top that Marvin Johnson was like heading down the left channel that Mar- Marvin Johnson was nowhere near after he moved to right back. Like, oh yeah, misread. Uh, the, I don't know if he uh, misread the bounce or he was just trailing the attacker by too much. Like, how is there no one back there? Just sort of Marvin Johnson running around, just like in the general. I was actually writing at that yeah. point in my notes saying Marvin Johnson's having quite a good game. Oh dear, <laughs> <laughs> where is he? <laughs> All right, so yeah, right, back to the Oxford game. Uh, your thumbs down, Patty, is little tight fucking triangles. Yes. I've noticed that when we go forward in this current squad, especially when Bannon's playing, um, we t- we're kind of on top of each other at all yeah. times. There's, there's no room. There's no room to move and spread the ball out. And you, you, what ends up happening quite a lot is the ball gets stuck under our feet and you get a lot of kind of passes where you're just kind of shoving it forward a little bit. And then that's because to someone else's feet that they can't get out of their feet either. And they shove it forward a bit and then either they take over in defense and we lose the ball or it goes out for a throw in. Uh, I, I don't know how we, we need to get out of this kind of on top of ourselves. We're creating this pressure 
and this stress in these small triangles. I'm not sure if it's tactic or whether it's just the people don't know the system yet. Uh, I understand the triangle way of passing and is a genuinely good way of playing football triangles, yeah. but they tend to be more spread out than what we're doing. Right. We're doing but, triangles with like three yards of each other. <laughs> what I especially noticed in this game is it gave like a Denerin no room to operate. He's giving no one any room to like, operate. No, but specifically because he sort of had to interplay with a Denerin, like he like a Denerin doesn't even have space to like turn and pick another pass or turn and try to beat his man because bannon's bringing two other midfielders with him that are following him doing his little tricks and cruyff turns and whatever i think we're just taking too long on the ball yeah Uh, yeah either either people have made the runs that they want to make and then have stopped right or they just don't know what the person on the ball is going to do and there Uh, were a couple opportunities where he was able to like pick his Hollywood pass or whatever, but he spends so much time like over the ball or calling for the ball that like you, yeah, sure. You notice the two or three, like, he had a nice uh, little spot in the counter at some point where he was doing his little, little tricks and created enough space to put a decent cross into the back post that I think uh, was either saved or that Barahino just uh, flashed a header. He wide. did. Yeah. That was yeah. like, that, I actually remember that. That was a great cross. He dropped yeah. it right in but he like he's like he spent so much like for every one of those there's three or four others where he's doing his, his thing and it just completely breaks down the the play the key i don't know to unlocking the season the, the key to unlocking this season and i'll put it down now and we'll come back to this over the next few weeks for us to get anywhere this year we need to understand how to work in center midfield i think our wings are getting better i think uh, i think our forward players getting better but we've got a massive issue in the, the center wingers and the wingers and the fullbacks seem to interact well too, even as overlapping or when the fullbacks even dropping yeah. inside. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just that center midfield problem. And yeah. we, we, we need to fix that. And once we fix that, I think we'll be away because that's where the creative is going to be unlocked. And, and, and I'll say, it, uh, I'll say it a few times already this season. I don't like Lewis wing in defensive midfield. I think he much plays much better as a, as a kind of attacking midfielder, but I understand that we're doing it out of necessity rather than uh, tactics at the moment. Um, but yeah, until we solve that, we're not going to go anywhere. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's a, you know, that plagues managers at every level of football. I mean, you always hear that figuring out your midfield, right? You have a I midfield think especially two, when it's a, a midfield I think especially three. when it's a midfield you, three. Right. I mean, there's, there's some challenges that there's certain parts that you need. Um, yeah. It, we were talking about this off air, but the idea of wing um, being a very good passer when he's further up, but really struggling when he drops back is, you know, interesting. And it is that it's going to be finding that balance in the midfield. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Adenarin's got to play every game. He's healthy aside from obvious, you know, occasional rest rotations if there's two games in a week, but I think Adenarin's the first midfield name in the sheet um, or maybe Hutch. Uh, if well, that's he's the problem, right? If you're playing Adenarin in a wing, you need a defensive midfielder or a true. Or... Sort of well, yeah, play. I kind of think that role is more. Adenarin really drifts between like sure. a, a box to box to, you know, getting out wide. But it, it seems that the wingers will often cut in anyway. You know, there's a lot of space, so tries to have a lot of movement. Aden- I mean, Adenarin covers the whole surface of the moon when he's uh, when he's got that freedom. So it's nice having him out there. It's a matter of who who's that next guy that fits in. You've got your stopper. You've got your you know box to box can do it all. So who's Who's that next piece? Is it somebody who slows the ball down? Is it somebody who moves it quickly? Is it somebody who turns and runs? 
because we could use some of that too. I thought Fizz did a pretty good job of that in the uh, Mansfield. Yeah, I thought he was playing too far back, though. Yeah, uh, I mean, they they all play too far back as a thing. Exactly, to do what they need to do. I don't think FDB was very good. I didn't think. Um, I, I thought he. I thought he offered something different in the midfield, just being willing to be more direct. He still doesn't always pick the pass, the right pass, or the right pass at the right time when he's on the run. But he's so physical that like, guys just bounce off him. It's a bit of a one-trick pony, though. I, 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 was, I was thinking this. It's fine. They need him. that. They need this specific <laughs> trick. That is that is the trick that they need right now. In but he needs, to, he needs to learn. And obviously, yes, yes, he yes, needs yes, to yes. learn to give the ball up at some point. Right. It yeah. happened a lot today. We had a yeah. lot of. And we're going on to the next next uh, thing a little bit. We don't have to keep spending that much time. All, all of our thumbs down are relating to the midfield. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So okay. fix our midfield problems. problems. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't even want to talk. Like whatever. It was a shitty late winner against Wednesday. We've seen those before. Uh, let's move on to the Papa John's Trophy, Mansfield Town. Two from two. The pizza specialists at it again. Patty, your thumbs up are the wings. Which you can pizza also get, special. I assume, at Papa John's. Hey, not very good there. Oh, I don't get the wings from Papa John's. Probably, probably um, not. I don't think I've actually ever... I, we might have ordered the wings from Papa John's. At some point. <laughs> we live, definitely we live, like, have. I think our our last apartment before we bought the house had like a Papa John's close that delivered. So I'm not going to say we never ordered wings from there. It, it might entirely have happened at like 1130 at night at some point. I mean, surprisingly, the wings I'm talking about, for my thumbs up, are not Papa John's wings. It or is Lewis our, wing. It is, it's not even Lewis wing, no. It is our left-hand side and right-hand side. And mm-hmm. I, I want to give these a special thumbs up because I think um, – we, we figured it out. And even when we switched uh, Johnson to the right-hand side for the last 20 minutes or so today um, against Mansfield, I think we did really well. And it was really good. I thought Johnson did well on the left-hand side. I can I tell you, I think he did better against Mansfield because it's Mansfield and they didn't have much going forward and they have much defending to do. But what he does do better than anybody in that defence and defensive midfield is move the ball up the field. He can pass the ball so well in that kind of like middle third of the pitch where we're struggling so much at the moment. And he's, he will, today he was the one that made things move, uh, both on the left-hand side and right-hand side. So um, whereas what he lacks for in defensive uh, mobility and uh, positioning, he's certainly making up for going forward. Uh, it was his cross against today that, uh, so for a wings header. Um, also, I wanted to call out from today, uh, and that was only a brief kind of cameo we saw from um, Shadipo and Jaden Brown on the left. But my word, I think we might have called oh, this they, out. Yeah, they've done that in the past. They work really well together, man. Beautiful. Well, I've seen, seen Brown at left back and Shadipo at left wing before. I can't remember if we've seen them both play that. Yeah, but we have. We have. Well, they played great today. It was it was like having two fucking like Cristiano Ronaldo's on the left wing. <laughs> the way they overlapped each other. And, some, which and underlapped, yeah. Yeah, on the left overlap, it was all over the place. And the Mansfield were run ragged in the last 15 minutes. Um, Jaden Brown looks some player. I, I don't know if it's fits, why he can't start every game. I have no idea what's going on there. Uh, Shadipo, I think, uh, has potential. He, he has a similar thing to, I'll go on to the last wing I want to talk about as well. A similar thing to Carbonu, where he can often try and do too much and thinks mm. he's, I think, I think, 
a lot of our players think they're better than the opposition and hold on to the ball and try and do everything. I will say and that everything, lot... almost everything Corbino tried in this game came off, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think Shadipo is a good player, uh, yet to really give us a lot of stuff in the final third, uh, but did some lovely little interlinks with uh, Brown today. Final thought on the wingers, uh, Corbino had a fantastic game, just... Bags tortured, of tricks. Though, absolutely tortured. Bags of tricks. Side of the offense, yeah. A couple of times he got through uh, on goal himself after like taking around five people, putting on their arse and stuff. He should have had that late one, maybe like five minutes to go. He walked it so alone. <laughs> yeah, it was would have been a great goal, that one. Uh, I was like, on my feet shouting, dog was hiding yes. on the sofa as usual. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, then I'm so glad he got the assist in the end, though, because that was uh, a nice little pass. N- not even Florian Canberra could miss that one. Um, but uh, Carbonu, I believe, I, I put this, I put a comment in my thing. He's saying we've done a lot of people doing a lot of good runs um, in this game against Mansfield, like uh, Carbonu, so uh, Fizz, Shadipo, but almost all of it ends with running into one of their players before they're giving the ball yeah. away. Yeah, they're just going like run, boom, hit a big wall rather than giving the ball. That'll come hopefully with a bit more um, understanding of the league, I suppose. I hope. Uh, and a little bit of maturity within Carbonu and Fizz as well, maybe as well. Yeah, I think you need central midfielders who can receive a ball and quickly distribute it in a positive manner. And but also, people sure give them an outlet right, as well. Give them an outlet too. Right. So well, that's what I'm saying. They kind of run into their own dead ends at the moment. If they had someone to give it to on the way, that might be, might be better. But that's why I mean, might like wing up top. I don't know. I, I mean, look at the look at the goal we scored today. Wings on that 18 yard box edge. I think it was. It, we flicks down for uh, Carbonu and Carbonu cuts about Canberry. Um, so yeah, um, lovely wing play. Uh, it was a very scrappy game at Mansfield, so I'm, I'm happy we had that last 15 minutes where I finished on a nice positive note rather than a, a negative note. Yeah, that's my thumbs yeah. up. Who doesn't love a late winner? <laughs> like a, not well, a good, not a, gr- not a great game of football, but who doesn't love a late winner? It's nice being on the right side of it for a change. Yeah. Your thumbs up, uh, yeah, I, uh, Justin. Yeah, go ahead. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, man, we uh, we're moving on to the next round. Moving on to the knockout phase of the fucking pizza cup. So, uh, not we don't even need to worry about the Harrogate Town game. Oh. They're uh, also uh, six from two. So uh, we'll see who gets the top. You don't want to play for seeding? Come on. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> the winner of the group. No, but I'm just excited to know that. Like, I'm gonna get some knockout football in mm. this year. That's kind of fun. And let's be honest, it's knockout football within a big pool of teams that, you know, there's nobody that's that much more talented than us. Mm. So, you know, any given game, you know, let's let's go out there and have some fun and see what we can do. I like that. Justin, uh, you're the uh, Papa John's rules expert. We're currently tied on goal difference, tied on goals for, tied on goals against with Harrogate Town. What happens if we tie with Harrogate Town? <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so I, I almost guarantee I have it somewhere. I'm not going to look it up right now. I covered tiebreakers in my preview. <laughs> I did. <laughs> uh, I can't believe we're the I only podcast that covered tiebreakers. I don't, the I, don't rec- I don't recall what they are. I'm pretty uh, sure it was a so. pizza eating contest. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you hey, draw a slice pizza. You tell me Scottish... Pato ain't fucking eating like three large cheeses. <laughs> I think I, I was trying to think who I'd go with. I think it's got to be Patterson, right? If it, that's, that's what I'm saying, man. Pato would take it down. Yeah. You can have sure. a discount to keeper from an eating contest side. I think BPF might put a few pieces down him. 
That's true, big boy. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, even just outside of, you know, the whole, you know, advancing and getting to see knockout football, which is cool. It's just that we talked about this coming in this year. We're going to actually win games this year. It's nice <laughs> to remember what it's like to win some football games. Like sure. as much as things haven't progressed in a linearly positive manner this season, uh, I that was happy today. That was good shit, man. Like you said, Jeff, we got a late winner. Like yeah. who doesn't love a late winner? Like that's a good feeling to walk away from. I don't want to hear league one, pizza <laughs> cup. Man. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. That was fucking great. That was great. So it's nice to, like you said, Patty, it's nice to have some positive at the end, right? Definitely. But there is some negative to cover. And we'll start with Patty, a complete lack of control. <laughs> How to be, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> we could have ended on all the thumbs up and gone like, yeah. yay, into the news. Re- reverting to Owl's form. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I put a complete lack of control <laughs> my thumbs down. Because it was like watching Sunday football. Uh, Sunday League football uh, at times, uh, both us and Mansfield, and we should know better. We should have better quality on that control. Yes, it was the bad weather. Yes, there was rain. Yes, there was big winds. The, but the tiny just ground not... was funny. The was fun to watch the first time, but after like seven of them in the last month, <laughs> <laughs> I thought there? they got the their camera angles were better than the some other small better, ground. Yeah. So I got to give them credit for that. Anyway, Patty, sorry. I, I want to uh, particularly call out a couple of people for the horrendous controls one of them is Lewis Wing <laughs> Lewis Wing was uh, had some terrible touches in that, that game uh, again holding onto the ball too long losing it they did their equalizer like he had a ball literally just like carom off his shin when Wednesday was trying to, was yeah. trying to clear their lines he couldn't trap fucking anything no. and speaking of not trapping anything following Canberra my word <laughs> Had a, had a game for the ages again. And then every time I send a text to people saying, Canberra is the worst player I've ever seen, he, he scores a goal, goal immediately. Yeah. <laughs> There's a moment in the first half which I could not stop laughing at. It was a throw-in, which uh, we're always bad at throw-ins, but we threw it to uh, Canberra and he controlled it by kicking it up in the air. And then he came down again, he kicked up in the air again. <laughs> and he fell on his arm on the way down. I went out for a throw-in. I was like, oh my God, that's weird. Uh, it was terrible. Uh, and we had so many, like, I picked on Lewis Wing and Canberra, but everyone was doing it. We, we had no one that could put their foot on the ball in this match. And so, Darren Last couple of games, man. Last couple of games, a lot of turnovers. What did yeah. Moore say? Moore said it was a beautiful pitch. He's not even blaming the pitch, just the quality of play. The pitch <laughs> looked fine. <laughs> He's like, what a beautiful, it's one of the first things in the interview. He was like, what a beautiful pitch that was. Great, great work to Mansfield's uh, groundsman. I was like, that's a weird first comment. It was pouring rain. I mean, it was a mess, and it helped. You're right. It held up really well. Justin, your thumbs down is what was the plan? I mean, clearly, Justin, the plan was a late winner from Florian Camberry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I, I feel like it was the same thing that Patty was saying. Like, just I, I couldn't tell what we were trying to do because it was just so messy. Anytime we tried to move the ball, it was a disaster. Maybe some of that was weather-related, but even passing it on the ground, it didn't work. Our success came from those runs, right? It was it was when we turned and ran with the ball, um, but higher up the pitch. So if you had Fizz trying to do it or Lewis Wing trying to do it from too far back, they kept turning the ball over. Whereas further up the pitch, you know, that's as Patty mentioned to the wingers, that's where we were actually kind of successful. But yeah, I, I thought it was messy. It wasn't, you know, wasn't great till the last 15 minutes or so. I, I, I didn't think we knew what we wanted to do. We tried to pass for a while. We tried to run with it for a while. And nobody seemed to be on the same page. 
my thumbs down was going to be about the midfield, but I feel like we've covered the midfield enough. So instead, <laughs> uh, what? Look, I understand it's 2021. Uh, we're able to get haircuts again. I've dumped my Brooklyn bartender haircut, and Joe Wildsmith has dumped his. Fair enough. Uh, what is this like bob cut that he is running back there now? <laughs> I couldn't get a good look at it. I thought yeah, you, I, I couldn't either. It was... it was like very, very like seventies. Uh, I think. I, I also look like a bit of a boy band from the nineties yeah, kind of look. Kind of like yeah. cur- a bit like bangs. Yeah, it, it, it was like he... there were bangs, but it was kind of like I don't know. It was weird. Is it a Grealish? You think? No, I don't think it's a Grealish because it wasn't like it doesn't have like the, it doesn't have like the little like the little fade to it. It was, it was still a little shaggy. Maybe it's a shaggy Grealish. All right, maybe it's yeah. a shaggy Grealish. All right, that's enough of that. We'll take a break, <laughs> and we come back. <laughs> we will cover the Wednesday knees and preview the Bolton Wanderers game. time for the wednesday news we have a week after sheffield wednesday made the news for a bad late equalizer they have made the news for a big comeback as the under 18s came back to win i think down 5-1 and came back to win 6-5 nice change of pace yeah, I saw this. I, I was up, I'm off social media at the moment, um, so I actually someone sent me a, a link to the Daily Mirror, or the Mirror is now called, which is the UK good press thing, and uh, that's how I got that's how I found out about this. And it's it's Bailey Kadamatri again, right? Yeah, Danny he got, he got to uh, run out for the under 23s uh, yesterday too, I think. Yeah, really. Yeah, good for him. He's like, he's like 16 years old, banging him in. So he got four goals in this five-one mm. comeback. <laughs> uh, he got, I think, a hat trick, but I'm back to 5 4. And then this Al Jahadmi uh, scored a couple too. And then he's got the uh, he got the winner. 6 uh, 5. What a crazy game that is. And uh, more goals think... than Wednesday have scored like, in the last three weeks. So. <laughs> I mean, keep on scoring like that, and Kadamachi's going to be knocking on the door for the, uh, the full team, surely. You might see him. Uh, maybe he'll get a run out against Surrogate. That would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Still another, young, but yeah. lost promise. Another youth player news, Liam Waldock has extended his loan at Gainsborough Trinity. Sure. Really <laughs> good. I like obviously more playing time for a young player. I think it was originally a one month loan. Yeah, yeah. so was the Just for uh, the Galvin so. one was too. I think that's been extended as well. Oh, maybe that's what I was thinking of. But okay. Well, well they yeah, both, exactly. both yeah. Get him some playing time. And uh, we didn't preview the Player of the Month discussion last week. I never know what day it is. I'm a freelance baseball writer, so dates, times, days of the week, completely irrelevant to me. But uh, we have turned the calendar from September to October, and the Wednesday September Player of the Month is Dennis Adener. And yeah. First name on the sheet for me, unhealthy. You made a face, Patty. You 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 want to... Put another candidate up here. Is it going to be uh, Marvin Johnson? <laughs> it's interesting. Alan right? Patterson. Um, I made a little bit of face. I'm not. I'm not fully. I. I, I think Dennis had a great start to his um, his Wednesday career. I think the last couple of games, I'm not. I've not been as sure. Um, 
But he, he does overall deserve September's player of the match. Say, to be fair, both those games were in October, Patty. So. <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. Then. Um, yeah, so I'm trying to think who else would be up for that, really. Um, Gregory, maybe? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, there's nothing, there's no... Uh... Palmer? Palmer's, Palmer's been Iofa. right. Brown's been good, but he hasn't played enough, probably. I would probably say I offer and Palmer after that, but we play right and Dennis like takes the uh, yeah. takes the award this time. Hopefully, we'll have more candidates for the October Player of the Month. <laughs> There's got to be an international break coming up. There always is, right? This weekend, but we're oh, that's playing. Right. We're in the quad now. <laughs> <laughs> There's no one from Bolton uh, on Wednesday that's going to cause us to reschedule this one. They're actually waiting on us. Um, yeah. I believe. I, I'm not even sure who it was. Maybe somebody looking at a U23 somewhere, and they were thinking we may we may put it down. I'm glad we didn't I want to see some football this weekend. So I assume I haven't actually looked at. Uh, team lists, but I assume Bailey peacock Farrell is going to be unavailable this weekend, because I assume he's with Northern Ireland. Mm. Yeah, I'll see Joe Wildsmith and Cole. I am getting ahead of us. We're not going to the Bolton preview yet. We do have a, a sad note to end this segment on. Uh, as I'm sure you're all aware, uh, jo- uh, Jose Semedo's wife passed away this week. Uh, obviously, I you know I can't imagine what he's going through now. All our, all our thoughts are, are with Semedo and his family, and I thought the... You know, it was, it was touching to see the the support from Wednesday in the, uh, in the sixth minute of the Oxford game. Um, you know, that's all we can, that's all we can really offer, I guess. And yeah. the, the team busting out the Jersey, oh, the Jersey yeah. after the goal. Like, yeah. I mean, he's, it's really, it's almost shocking that he's not working for the team in some capacity. Is he still right? playing in like, Portugal? At least he was mm-hmm. until, uh, recently. recently yeah. 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 I don't know. I mean, he's, you know, you, you get those players that just completely click with the fan base at different clubs at different times. And sometimes it's not the most obvious player or the guy that scores the most goals, but that that dude belongs to us and we belong to him. And to, to have a player that's that important to your club uh, going through something like that is, uh, yeah, no, it sucks. You know, it sucks. I don't know the dude, but you got to really feel for him. By all accounts, a great guy and, and somebody that we all, you know, love <laughs> in, in that way that, you know, only sport can provide. Now we can move on to the Bolton preview. Uh, you don't know this because this is not a video podcast, but I've changed my outfit because I had to put on my uh, Kieran Lee jersey from a few years ago. Are you going to give him a standing ovation in your living room? I might. Like, I, w- I will stay straight out. I, I'm sure this will be a Kieran Lee have you preview. But uh, I, I probably my favorite Wednesday player of the last decade. Yeah. Yeah, I know he was uh, a favorite of yours. He's obviously a favorite of a lot of Wednesday friends. Uh, and I'm so happy to see him doing well again. I mean, yeah. we all are, I think. It's, uh, there's even calls for him. Even calls uh, this week about why do we let him go? I mean, I mean, he was hurt for like all three the time. years, <laughs> right? But I mean, what a comeback! I mean, he's gone back. He picked up the league too. Is the training ground just haunted? <laughs> <laughs> if you can make it a Bolton, he could have made it out of eventually, I assume. Hmm. Um, but yeah, go on. We'll, we'll let Justin do his. Uh, yes, do take it away, Justin. Uh, how many? 
you guys look at the preview? How many games has Karen Lee started for Bolton this year? It's nine. Patty? I'm looking at the preview. I'm going to cheat. Well, then, all right. Three. He started three. He's come in three times this up. Um, he was a he was a bigger part of their team last year than he has been this year. Um, has has bagged two goals for them, uh, two goals and three assists, yeah. and has the highest rating on the team according to one of the I think it's yeah. who scored. Yeah, it is who scored's metric, um, which is what it is. It's a mathematical formula. But yeah, no, he's been great. He just hasn't been necessarily a major part of of what they're doing, or has been for a few games, right? Um, so I'll, I'll say for any people not, I figure most people have heard of Bolton or aware of them. They had some time in the premier league. They had some time in the Europa league. Right. Um, they're a big club. Uh, uh well, yeah, a sure. big, big, bigger you know, club big, in big league one standards. Yeah. Big ish. Yeah. They're, they're bigger than league one. I'll give them that. Um, formed as Christchurch football in 1874, began Bolton Wanderers three years later. Um, they hold the record for the most time spent in the top flight without a title. 73 years they've been in the top flight, never won a title. Four FA Cups, although three of them were in the 20s. Not that we're a club that can talk about how recent our successes are. Um, speaking of their recent success, they had two trips to the Europa League, um, coming in the top 32 and then the top 16 in the 90s under Allardyce. And after Big Sam finally left, uh, Gary Megson let him on a little European run, which good for him. Uh, Patty, I had never heard of the uh, Burnden Park disaster. Have you heard of this? Burnden Park? Yeah, B-U-R-D-E-N. That was where they oh, played Burnden. for about 100 years. Yeah, uh, sorry. No, I did not. Pronunciations. All right. Uh, 33 killed in a, a crowd crush in a game against Stoke City. Uh, supposedly the maximum capacity was in the close to 70,000. They estimated there was uh, 85 to 90,000 in the uh, in the park that day. Uh, 33 dead it was the worst tragedy until Ibrox, um, at least in Britain. And then after Ibrox was obviously uh, Hillsborough. So, yeah, I, I didn't know that Bolton. Had not that was when? It was like 1946. Oh, and nice. that was a very joyous post-war crowd, uh, excited to get back to watching football. Um, <laughs> But I, I just didn't know if you'd heard of it because I had not. I had not. Um, it's it looks so so old. Maybe it's just been replaced by obviously the other uh, Ibrox and then Hillsborough, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, like we've heard of Bradford City, right? Because the, you know, fire—that's something else fucked up. <laughs> you know, um, stuff like that. Anyway, uh, Bolton's also recently in the news for their absolute disaster. Um, you know, in the last five six years, uh, I think Ken Anderson. I actually didn't write it in my notes, but I thought I read, and that sounded familiar. Ken Anderson was the owner and just a corporate scumbag and ran the club into the ground, put them horribly in debt. Uh, 2019 is the same old sad story, winding up orders, administration, all that. Um, but they did get bought by some other corporation and are doing pretty well. Um, so, yeah, players of note, Kieran Lee, because, uh, you know, Kieran Lee and in his brief time, he's not playing Hasn't played that much, but um, looks good when doing so. Elias Kachunga uh, has two assists for them in some part-time uh, fashion. But the, the the guy to watch out for is a guy named Oladapo or Dapo uh, Ophalian. He's a West Ham, former West Ham loney who uh, 
just re-signed with them right now. They they play the four two three one that we do that a lot of other people try to do possession and, and moving the ball around. Um, and he's been the guy that's banging them in. He's got six goals for them this year. Plays on the left side up front. Um, you know, their central attacking midfielder, uh, Antoni Sersebic. Uh, apparently he's British, which you would not have thought given his surname. He's got three goals. Uh, Ian Doyle is up front with three goals. Basically, you're looking at a team that you know, tries to run that 4-2-3-1 possession. They do it a little differently in that they push their fullbacks way up um, and will drop one of the central defensive midfielders back to help out. That's MJ Williams usually in this case. And if it's not uh, Kieran Lee is the other one, it's Josh Sheehan uh, in there in central midfield. So it, it seems like from everything I've read and looked at, they're doing what, we would like to do with our formation and our tactics and our team. Um, and they've been more successful. They're sitting in seventh place, um, you know, five wins, three draws, three, uh, three losses plus five, you know? So I know it should be a good game. Like I, I feel like we are the caliber of a team like Bolton. They've gotten off to a slightly better start than us, but well, this I is see like, no reason to think we can't. I said it's about the Oxford game. Last week, these are the games they have to win, right? It, it's the teams around them in the table. Like if you're if you're a serious promotion contender this year, and it's TBD if Wednesday are that these are the games you need to win. And we're at home, right? We're at home ones, obviously. Yeah. So, so then, yeah, we do. We do need. These to are take the games the you need side. to win. <laughs> the home side for sure. I heard they've got it's a, a good, good following already. They've got like two thousand, three thousand um, tickets sold, Bolton. So it should be a good it's crowd. Big-ish well. club, as we've established. Yeah. 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 Not sure, not a far, um, not a far travel for them either. Mm-hmm. I look forward to a good game. Um, I hope what kind, so. What kind of um, do they play good attacking football, Justin? Kind of style. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they're looking to do the four-two-three-one in the way that we want to do it. They move it quick. I mean, if you want details, they get a lot of width from their fullbacks. Um, their wingers tuck in, um, but it's it's their left-sided winger that um, really does their damage. So. Who the guy on the right? That's going to be facing Marvin Johnson. That's a great call. So we we think Johnson will be playing left back, uh, combined yeah, with who, who's going to play up front on who's going to play up front on the left for us. I I I think he's sold on Johnson. He's played in left back for the last three games in a row. Yeah, now, I guess so. it'll be Johnson and Shadipo on the left, probably. Yeah. 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 No, they they actually have. Uh, they have a pretty good uh, right side. I actually wrote in the uh, comments. So right back is a guy named Gethin Jones. who's actually played all of the games. Um, he's got, he, <laughs> yeah, he's one of their Welshmen. Um, he's got uh, two assists. And there, I didn't write his name down, but their right-sided uh, center back is having a pretty good year. And sounds like he is... You know, decent. So I, I'm afraid they're going to contain Marvin Johnson. We're going to have to find our offense from somewhere else. I think Patty was more concerned about whatever uh, right winger might be ghosting by Marvin Johnson. <laughs> sure, we'll, well learn that pretty quickly on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, no, the nice thing is, is that they do tend to attack down the other side. Like We're looking at them probably trying to attack down our right side. That's where they're. You know, most aggressive. The, the interesting thing that I, I found about them is uh, we, we were comparing Patty. What, what do we think the manager's name was? Ian Evett? I think it's Evett. Yeah, E-V-A-T-T. Um, 
so Jeff, uh, you missed this. He was uh, managing at Barrow. Okay. How do you say it? In, say it in English. That's good enough. Barrow. Uh, Barrow. All right. Uh, to the point, Jeff, where they're known as Barcelona uh, due to the four-three-three and the movement of the ball. So, uh, um, yeah. you know, it'll. It's you know, it's one of those games. This could it could be a great game back and forth, or it could be. Uh, you know, boring slog of League One football. Yeah, something. I'm going to go with the lots of it. Well, if that's Saturday the case, morning. Then, Patty, it goes back to your original point. Callum Patterson's first name on the team sheet. If we're going to deal with one of those games, <laughs> yeah, we'll have 20 minutes of wonderful football, and the rest of it will be a slog. <sighs> Patty, do we have any other business? Do you know what? I've just found some other uh, Wednesday-related news. Um, that is that Peter Atherton. The Sheffield Wednesday defender from the 90s is the assistant manager to, uh, to Everett, which uh, is well, it was the mainstay in the Wednesday defence for the latter part of their Premier League campaign. Mm-hmm. A, a, a veritable Wednesday legend, <laughs> mainly covered in bad <laughs> stuff, like most Wednesday players recently. But he was the assistant manager at Barrow with the Everett, uh, just in, and he went with, from Barrow together with the. Uh, to manage Bolton, so they're the uh, the new kind uh, of uh, homecoming. Yeah, so we'll, I'm sure I'll get a good reception. Do we have any other other business? Sorry. Any other business? Um, no, I just remember. There is Patty. Yeah, you put it. You put it in the. Uh, you put it in the yeah, no, in the I'm, document, I'm okay which is why I asked you in the first place if there's any other business. <laughs> okay, okay. Just, just look at Peter Allison's stats. Um, <laughs> Just a reminder uh, about uh, if you didn't listen last last week's show, we announced um, our second ever national meetup. Um, it will be in New York on April the second, two thousand and twenty-two. Uh, if you are interested in finding out more information, uh, sign up on owlsamericas dot com. Uh, just to our regular newsletter, you'll see a sign up on the navigation, uh, and we shall send some communications out soon. This has been episode 151 of the Owls Americast. You can find us on the internet at owlsamericas.com. Email the show at... I like that Patty is live editing the document from episode 150 to episode 151 after I already read it correctly. You can also get email us at owlsamericas.gmail.com. Like we'll find and follow an us on Twitter. And and on it's got to have a historical problem. record of what episode it was. Find <laughs> and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Owls Americas. Our podcast intro and bumpers are by fellow Wednesdays, Reverend the Makers. The podcast is on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. <laughs> uh, Patty is putting some other things in the document that I'm not going to read. <laughs> and put anywhere, probably anywhere else you choose to download podcasts. There's a wrong way to listen to the show. Just do what feels right. Wherever you choose to consume the Owls of Americast, we ask that you rate and review the show as it helps more Wednesdays to find our ramblings. Justin is on Twitter at New England Owl. Justin, how do you take your coffee? Uh... Yo, uh, just totally to go off script, I should have put thumbs up uh, for the Mansfield game. Lewis Gibson, that was a beautiful half football from him. He looked sure. good distributing the ball. He looked good heading the ball. Like, um, I I like Lewis Gibson. Um, I think uh, he may be a major part going forward. Patty's on Twitter at New York Owls. Patty, do you, how do you take your coffee and or do you want to change your thumbs up for one of the games? <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can we do that every episode now? We go back. You ask us a question. What do you want to change? What you said for the last 20 minutes? 
Um, it's like pitchfork uh, editing think... their uh, album reviews from <laughs> yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna do that next year. I really want to change my opinion on Marvin Johnson. <laughs> In um, hindsight, I don't think uh, Wednesday was going to survive relegation last year. <laughs> I don't think Dab's going to get promoted this year. Mm. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Darby I think been quite good, by the way. <laughs> Minus 12 points. I know, but outside of the 12-point deduction, they've been quite good for a team with like seven first-team players that Wayne Rooney haven't like poleaxed. All right, we're getting distracted. Yeah. I mean, everyone wants to know how to take my coffee, Jeffrey. Yes. And quite clearly, it's in it, it's, uh, I have an espresso machine. That's how I take my coffee in the morning. I have an espresso machine, one sugar, bit of half and half. That's it. But I do also like those Guinness Nitro coffee cold. Yeah, well-established. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Jeff Paternostro and I have a little cold brew, a Hario cold brew bottle that I usually use because as a New Englander, we drink iced coffee all year. And as a Sheffield Wednesday podcaster, we will see you back here next week.